Um, I'm going to be the moderator of the conversation tonight. And Ms. Rose over there, I'm sorry. Ms. Rose is going to also help us moderate the conversation. So, um, ladies, let's just jump right into it. So, I want to hear from you both. What, who are you and what was the motivation behind medication and meditation? Take it. Okay. Hey! Good evening. I'm so thankful for you all to be here. Um, so my name is Brianna Dejanae Murphy. Please make sure you pronounce the Dejanae, okay? Um, Dejanae Murphy and this medication and medication actually started as a concept. <laughs> um, one day I was having a conversation with my friend and I, the name medication and meditation kind of just dropped in my spirit and I didn't know what it meant. And so about three months ago, um, God had placed it on my spirit to drop a podcast um, because he wanted me to remember the power in my voice. Um, ever since I was a child, I knew that I was called to speak. I knew that there was something different about my voice. Um, however, life's experiences caused me to shut my mouth. And so um, here recently, because of the people who I was surrounded by, um, they kind of pushed me into purpose. And so when that was dropped in my spirit to do a podcast, I didn't necessarily know how that was going to come about. And so I wrote down, I have a vision board, and I wrote down the word podcast, but I didn't have the name of the podcast. And so, like I said, the name Medication to Medication just dropped in me. And then at that moment, I was like, aha. I had an aha moment. And that is kind of where the, the podcast was birthed. And so that's where the concept and my beautiful sister, we have conversations. Um, she challenges me in ways that I didn't think was I was capable of thinking, and as a consequence of that, I brought the, I brought it to her, and here we are. <laughs> here we are, meditation, and meditation, a podcast. So that's literally how we got started. Okay, thank you. She's right. Everybody, thank again for coming. Um, I'm Faith, as she said. I am the older sister, even though everybody thinks I'm the baby. Um, Medication and meditation was something that dropped in her spirit. Um, we kind of have a similar walk. We actually met in church and um, just kind of had a lot of things that go, went on in our lives that just every time something went on, it's like I experienced it, and then later on she would experience it, and then um, we would be able to feed off each other, and we just learned how to get revelation in everything in life like if you need a word if you need inspiration if you need anything if you just be quiet and look around everything life speaks to you all the time so that's the concept behind medication and meditation is that it will allow you to start opening up your mind and um like take a holistic approach to where you can just say okay i'm sitting here and I need a word or I'm trying to figure out something you can look and it just drops in you um, in, in some of the most random things. And so that's where we got it from. Okay. So, Ms. Rosie. Look at, look, 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 look. Y'all got a lot of love here. Y'all just sitting right here. It's tired. She don't need no mic. Ms. Rosie got it. She don't need no mic. Y'all, good evening, good evening, good evening. Y'all just give it up for, we don't have to. It is always, always, always 
conversation. Um, I think we all can agree that most of our misunderstandings come because we don't communicate with one another. Right. So again, I'm going to ask you, what do you remember from the whiz? Just somebody raised their hand. I heard you say the scarecrow shaman. What else? The Tin Man. How about the music? The music. Easing down the road. Ease on down the road. I know everyone should remember that. Yeah, the dancing. How about the characters? How about the people that actually portray those 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 uh, individual characters that made us want to get up and move when we heard the, the soundtrack? Right? Yeah. Right. So one of the, how many of you remember the scene where uh, Dorothy's with the scarecrow, excuse me, with the crows. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. Well, what we're going to do is start that conversation off by just talking about that scene. Like, what did it mean to you as you watched that from Dorothy's perspective? Okay. Okay. Um, for me, as I was watching um, the Wiz and watching Dorothy when she came up on the Scarecrow, you got to remember that Dorothy was already on a mission herself. She already had her purpose, which was to get home. Um, but she came into like this, you know, the warehouse and she's watching the Scarecrows um, just kind of, or the crows, excuse me, um, just feed all this negative energy into the Scarecrow. So um, for me, from Dorothy's perspective, what I, had, what I got out of it was that you can be on your journey. You can be, you know, in this day and time, we are all about energy. Like, everybody's like, oh, your energy don't match mine. You got to move around, <laughs> you know. But we got to remember that everybody is not going to be on your level. And so you can't be, you know, don't be so focused on trying to get to your goal that you actually miss the people that can actually carry you and help you get to where you're trying to go. So from Dorothy's perspective, what I've got is even though she had her purpose and she had her goal, when she ran up on the scarecrow being taunted um, by the crows, she stayed and she watched and she was moved and she decided to step in and, and encourage him and take him along the way. So that's why I got out of it, especially in this day of time, where, like I said, the energy thing, I think that's just a... a uh, a way of people saying I don't want to fool with you today instead of just being honest and so you just got to remember to keep you know keep your eyes open stay focused and don't forget that you know on your journey there's other people that you're supposed to meet that you can help push and carry along the way okay awesome 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 well um, so I thought it was interesting about Dorothy because if you remember the story um the story starts out where Dorothy is with her own family. She feels like she's the outcast. And so she goes on this journey after her dog runs into the snow. And the whole thing is that Dorothy has to grow up and she has to walk into who she's called to be, meaning she has to leave from home. And so as she's going in this world where she is now um, introduced to a space that she is not familiar with. And so she began to be scared in this process because she's like, I just want to go home. She wants to go back to the place that she was comfortable. However, the only way that she was going to be able to go back was through her own actions and through her having to go and search and find for something and search for something that was greater than she who had the, the possibility and the capability to help her 
get back home. So when you see her in this in this instance, and she's going, and she just left with the munchkins, um, they're telling her, okay, you put the shoes on, never take the shoes off, and follow the yellow brick road. And so she's, she's coming, and the scene switches, and she goes to this abandoned building, and then that's when she's introduced to Scarecrow, who we see is hanging, hanging from uh, the cross, the symbolism of the cross, right? And it was interesting to me because as, journey, as, as Dorothy was trying to find her own way, she ended up seeing somebody who she didn't know that she needed and who, who needed her. And I was like, huh? Because if you remember in the scene, she, she watches the, the interaction between the scarecrow and the crows before she even intervened. So she sat and she sat behind and she listened to how his friends, his circle, they talked to him and realized that they weren't speaking anything that was positive into his life, yet they were speaking the very things that made him bound and made him not realize exactly who he was in himself and what he already had in him. And so I thought it was interesting from Dorothy in that we can all be on our own journeys and we can all be pushed out of our own comfort zones. And if we're not focused enough and if we're not paying attention to those who are around us, then we'll be able to miss somebody who needs our words even while we're trying to find ourselves. And I thought that was interesting. I love that about Dorothy. Even though she was on her own journey, and even though she was, her sole focus was trying to get home, she saw somebody that needed her in that moment, needed her wisdom, needed those words of encouragement. And I saw myself so much in Dorothy. So that is kind of the concept of, where, of how Dorothy, um, the symbolism of her and what she was and what she did, how that blessed me. Okay, so I wanted to point out something that you both said, right? Because um, this first podcast, what is the power of the sacred mind? The power of the exposed mind. The power of the exposed mind, right? So you both kept saying that Dorothy's main focus was for her to get home. So we look at home, and we always look at a comfort zone, right? That's home, that's home. So when, what does it look like for someone who's so caught in their comfort zone like how can you all use this podcast to let others expose their mind to the world like I mean I know I've seen Brianna like you got you're so comfortable in a sense it's like my mind is not exposed you know so how can you use how do you all plan to use your podcast to get people out of their home um the main thing, and the, the, like I said, the passion and the heart of the podcast is that um, is exposure. That's you know, that's the power of the exposed mind. Is to be able to say, you know, no matter what's going on, life will speak to you. So you have to get, you know, you have to get quiet. And so in our podcast, what we do is we at like it's basically going to be like conversation. Um, we're gonna, it's like an inviting space to where you can just hear dialogue, and we'll invite. Um, the public in to, to interact with us, but what it is is just making you understand that no matter where you are, you know, in at this point in your life, that you're as long as you're living, you've got a place to go, you've got movement, and you can you can go home. And to get out of that comfort zone, we want to, like I said, just start teaching and showing 
you how to just look at everyday things and begin to see that you know it's so much deeper and you can get a word like I said at the beginning you can always get a word from whatever is around you if you just learn to be still and open your mind and so to back up off of that um, I think it's important we realize what the mind is designed to do and so the mind is designed to keep you comfortable so if you tell your mind, I, one of my good friends actually told me this in a conversation and it changed my life. It says, you have, to, you have to show your mind so that it can make sense to your mind. So your mind is designed to keep you in comfort zones because um, unless you expose your mind to it, it's gonna always tell you that it can't be done because your mind has never seen it done before. And so I think it's important with exposure as far as what we see in our mindset and our, in our minds because um, once we see it, we now know that it is attainable. Once we, once we step out there, once we jump, we now know, okay, this is something that I can, that I can reach. And so what happens is we set these goals and we set these dreams and we say the things that we're going to do and our mind automatically tells us you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like that's not possible. And it's not doing, it's not necessarily wrong, it's just operating from in the realm that it has been exposed to. And so if you tell yourself, well, I'm going to run a 5K, and you say, well, you ain't worked out ever a day in your life, okay? And they say, how are you gonna run the 5K in two years? So you say, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna do. You have to break things down to allow your mind to make sense of it, if that makes sense. So you say, I want my goal is to run the 5K in February. Okay, it is now November. What do I need to do? What small steps do I need to take so that way I can accomplish the major goal? And so when I think about the podcast and what it is gonna do, it's gonna challenge us to think outside of our mind and what that allows us to do according to our current experiences. It's gonna force us through conversation, whether it's, you know, through your, it's gonna be, I'm very much so the girl next door, okay? So it will literally be a conversation with somebody, your friend, your homeboy, your sister, your, your cousin, in which we're going to challenge the way that you think so that you can operate in the best versions of yourself. The, the idea of medication and meditation, it came because whether it's pharmaceutically or holistically, um, medication is used to heal the symptom of an identified problem. And so because we find the God's whispers and we find revelations in, in, in different things, we allow ourselves to sit and meditate on that so that we can heal our soul, we can medicate our soul so that we can be the best versions of ourselves. And so that is the concept of the first season, especially the power of an exposed mind, because we're gonna to put together different instances and, and allow you to look at things that you might see on a day-to-day -day basis. And you never you know, think that it could be something or that a message could be or some form of encouragement could come from that. But it's the things as simple as watching a movie like The Wiz. And as long as you're expecting to hear something, you can be fed and you can be poured into. And so that is the concept of the first season of the power of an exposed mind. We just want to talk and we want to have a conversation that will not only challenge our thought processes, but will also hold us accountable in the experiences and the actions that we take as it regards to those experiences. That's, that's awesome. Y'all show them some love for that because, um,
there was a couple things that was going through my mind as you guys were talking about the comfort zone. So I want to ask everybody, how many of you have been to a podcast launch? So it would be fair to say that all of you are out of your comfort zone. So because you're out of your comfort zone, and this is your first time launching this or, or stepping into the direction that you, you know like to see, we're all kind of out of our comfort zone, right? So when you're out of your comfort zone, just like you said, the brain says, you know, watch your step. Be careful. Don't get too excited. Don't stand and dance while the band is playing. <laughs> this is a podcast long. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, we have to, like you said, getting out of your comfort zone is an opportunity for you to grow. Because the, the, the brain keeps us safe. It does. But it also keeps us, it can also keep us stagnant if we're not careful. So I'm excited to hear you guys say that this is a real, that you're taking a real approach, just an everyday girl talking to her sister, her, her friend, her brother, her whatever, because that's what we need to do. We need to get more um, comfortable with talking to each other about different things. As we talk about the Wiz, I'm thinking about the first time that I saw the Wiz, which was a very, very long time ago. But if I watch it today, I'm going to get a different message because I'm not in the same place I was right. all those years ago. So that's why it's important to continue to talk. So as, as you guys are talking, the, the next thing I want to talk about is just the power of words right. and how they play into our mind, into our actions, into our thoughts, and how we it will, it will sometimes even limit our growth and keep us from, from, from uh, pushing toward our goals. So what, what do you think about the power of words? I'll hit it one more time. Let me say this. <laughs> what are we going to do? All right. Um, let's take it back to the Wiz. Um, if, if you go back to the scene, um, and for those of you who haven't seen it, um, in the Wiz, when after Dorothy uh, approaches the Scarecrow and she's just kind of watching, you see, as she explained before, you see the Scarecrow on the cross. And at the, at the, during that whole time, he's on the cross, and he says things like, I just want to walk or you know or he he starts just regurgitating these words that are inside of him that, that that's the the big thing is these things are already inside of you and so um he would say these things and then the crows would turn around and say didn't we tell you that didn't work out if you get down you're gonna fall you can't walk you can't do this but he'll say but this said you know that i can do this confucius said this and you know and he would keep trying to combat the his surrounding those crows with positive words and the crows are the, his his friends and the things that were supposed to protect him um, they're the things that kept him nailed to the cross um, so what you have to do is um, to is watch your surroundings your words I, I'm a Bible girl my name Christian Faith so, you know, <laughs> I, I can't walk from it if I wanted to so um the, the word said, you know, the word of God says, you know, these things come by hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, and as a, so a man thinketh, so is he. Mm -hmm. And so, even though the scarecrow had these things in his mind that he thought he was, that he was purposed to be, he still had enough influence outside to tell him that he wasn't good enough. And that's like, you know, if you ever laid in bed at night and you were like, okay, I'm, take for instance, like um, Simone, the new gymnast. Um, She's so decorated in, in everything. She's got so many um, different uh, new tricks and uh, skills named after her. And here recently, there was an article where um, she did something so unheard of that they told her that, oh, you can't do that because 
somebody else gonna come behind her and do it, and then they gonna get hurt. Well, you know, and if you know her backstory, she, um, you know, people when she first became a gymnast and became, you know, outside, you know, she grew up in foster care. Um, she she heard those things from, you know, sometimes our own people. They were like, look at her hair. You know, she shouldn't be looking like this. She should comb her hair. That wasn't even important to what her purpose was. Her hair that wasn't gonna stop her from being who she is today. So, um, you know, to take that back to the scarecrow, you have to make sure that the people around you, those words that you feed yourself, that's the, the power of affirmations. Like, you have to start telling yourself, I can do this. I'm a winner. You know, God said that I'm this. God, you know, he said that I'm the head and not the tail, you know. So, words feed you. And as much as you hear it, if you keep feeding your spirit, you keep feeding those words to yourself, it eventually will cause you to move. They, and then once you start moving, it's, it's all a, a chain reaction. You start moving and you start actually seeing yourself. And so that's the power of words that I got from um, In The Wiz is that he, he saw that. And then Dorothy came up and she was like, she scared him off. That was the first thing she had to do is when she got up there, she knew what the problem was. It wasn't the scarecrow. It was the people that were surrounded around him feeding him negativity. So before she can even begin to help him heal or begin to help him walk, she had to help him remove all the negativity from around him and she scared him off. So that's what you have to do in, in life period is you have to remove that negativity, get surrounded by people and recognize those people that are actually in your corner trying to help you remove that negativity and start feeding those positive words into your spirit. Yes. Yeah, that's good. How am I supposed to come from behind here? Okay, that was good. Okay. Let's think. Let's think. So I my 26th birthday was was Wednesday. And Happy birthday. Um and I remember when I moved to Austin three years ago, I always wanted to speak about what I wanted to do. This is what I want to do. I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do this. And I realize that when you say things like you want to do, or when you speak things as if um, they're not a positive and it's like something that is, you know, wavering in the wind, or like, well, I think I should, but I can't. I realized I was feeding myself the doubt. I began to feed myself, even though I knew that I was capable and I knew that I had the ability to, my words that I chose did not reflect what I felt inside. And I realized that on this journey, I say I had a thing called the journey to 26, and I took a couple months to where I was able to reflect on the lessons that I had learned. And when you think about words and what they mean, I saw a meme on Facebook that said, stop talking about yourself in a joking way because your spirit does not know the difference. Mm -hmm. And, I were, and that sat with me because I think we, we don't understand the power in what we say and how we say it. And it took me getting to the lowest, of, the lowest of lows to now speak life into situations that I thought was dead based off of what I could see. And so every morning I would get up and I would say something that that fed me. So in the process of my healing, I did this activity by my virtual mentor, that's what I call it, my virtual mentor, Lisa Nichols, and she had a, she had us look in the mirror and she said, um, 
She said, I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to tell yourself uh, seven things that you're proud of yourself for. She looked in the mirror and said, I'm proud of myself for one. I'm proud of myself for two. And so I did that for about a week. And then the second thing that she told us to do, um, she said, well, I forgive myself for, and you have to list seven things, and that thing was hard, okay? Because we don't understand. And one of the things that I had to get to was that I forgave myself for, for speaking against who I knew that I was. I had to forgive myself for saying things that completely contradicted that thing that I felt on the bottom and on the inside of me. And so at this place, I'm able to say, it is power when you speak into yourself. Even when it doesn't, your environment doesn't look like the things that you are speaking. Even when situations will show themselves and manifest themselves in a way that does not align with who you see, what you see, and what you speak, you still have to speak in spite of what it looks like. You have to speak for where you see yourself going and not what you currently see yourself in. And I said, wow. So I began to be conscious of the things that I say. And then the people who I was surrounded by, even in those moments, because we're human, right? You would still naturally revert back to those things. The people who are around me would say, whoa, 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 hold on. This that. You are going to do, not that you want to do. You will do, not that I'm try to do. Because now that holds yourself accountable. And now you're forced to put yourself in a position to where either you're going to get with it or you're going to get lost. And that's just, that's just really what it is. And so at this place, I was able to speak positivity into myself. And it doesn't matter if everybody else around you are speaking into you. You have to speak it into you. Because I can believe in you, and I can tell you that you're an overcomer, and I can tell you that you can that you will succeed, and I can tell you that you are more than this. But until it is something that you are able to speak into yourself and to believe and really understand the power in the words that you possess, words create things. Words create the space. So now you have to begin to speak in the words in which you're trying to move. So you don't say, well, I want to be an I'm a future entrepreneur. No, you're an entrepreneur. No, I am at peace. No, I want to have peace. No, I have peace. Now you have to go back to your mind and make it make sense to your mind as far as how you're going to get it done. So your words, they are directly related to the thoughts in which you have. And so you have to figure out what it is that you need to do to move and to operate in the best versions of yourself. So when I say words matter, I mean from the songs that I sing, okay? I will sing because I realize what music is nothing but affirmations with a beat. And so if you pick the right thing that you're feeding your soul in the morning, especially when you're waking up and you feed yourself and you sing whether you can hold a note or not, okay? <laughs> even, if you, even if you can't sing, if you feed yourself that, feed it. After a while, you will, your spirit will begin to, to rest in that. And who you are will have no choice but to push yourself out because you're now speaking to who you 
are going to be, and you're not catering to who you are right now. So that's that's my speed on side. symbolic yellow brick road. You know, that is the way for Dorothy to get home. And um, I can say that over the years, if I've, as I've watched it, we all just kind of say he's on down the road and we know that that's the way for her to get home. But as I look at it now and as I think about it now, and as I sit here and listen to you guys talk, the yellow brick road for me is the way to get to your purpose. But sometimes we need someone to tell us which road to take. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm listening, it's about the people that are around us. It's about what we're saying to ourselves in the morning, what we're singing, who we're connecting to, who we're collaborating with, um, all of that. But I'd like to, to know your, your perspective of the Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> I'm going crying. Scarecrow couldn't walk, 
when he was initially, when they initially said that they were gonna move toward and find the yellow brick road, he was still stumbling in his walk. And once they were able to find the yellow brick road, I noticed that he, even though in his walk, he, he constantly failed. If you go back and watch the scene, he's walking and he'll fall. And this was important because when he got down off the cross, he, initially he fell and he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed because he failed. And Dorothy had to come and say, are you okay? You know, get up, it's okay. And then you see him in the yellow brick road and he's the one that finds the yellow brick road, not Dorothy. Mm -hmm. Scarecrow, even in who he felt like he was or that he wasn't, he found the road. And now you see him walking in purpose, walking toward the destination in which he has to be. And if you notice, he's falling. Now he's not sad at the fact that he's falling, but he's appreciative of the fact that he got up. He no longer focused on the fact that he didn't have the capability to remain standing or that he would fall on his journey to his purpose. He embraced the fact that even though he failed, he continued to get up. And so when what initially started off as a wobble and unstable and something that he was scared to do, you notice that the scarecrow begins to now dance. He begins to turn and do flips and tricks and, and, and operate at his best self because he was able to see the glimpse of purpose. He was able to see the glimpse of the road less traveled. He was able to see himself in a way, and Dorothy had to remind him in a way of like, no, this was because of you. Like we found, you found this. Even though this is something that Dorothy was searching for, Scarecrow, in everything that he felt like he wasn't, he had the key, he had the wisdom, he had the ability to provide the way so that Dorothy and he can walk into purpose. And that blessed me because I think, I'm sorry, but I think that we get so caught up in who we aren't or who we feel like we can't be and that we don't take time to acknowledge the gifts and the skills that we have already inside of us. And that is what we need. We just need what is already in us. And we just need a glimpse. All you need is a glimpse of who you can be and where you can go. And then you can say, hey, the people who have spoken into me, the people who have encouraged me, the people who have allowed me to see past my current experiences and not allow me to think in the ways that I used to, I need you to come with me because I can't do this without you. And so when I think about the yellow brick road is that we all have some type of purpose. And when we have to go and find it, we have to push ourselves and we need to make sure that we're surrounded by individuals who can help us see what is already in us and who can help us push ourselves to be the best version that we can be. So you better take this girl because I will. Listen, look, 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 look. We, um, we have this thing where we're, we get up about 3.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> If I'm not up and um, she's calling me and she's not up, I'm texting her. And when we were watching The Wiz, um, that that scene of the yellow brick road actually came to us later. Um, she called me one morning and was like, I watched it again and this, this is what I got, you know. 
And I told her, I was like, yeah, that, you know, I see the same thing too. You know, um, that's what stood out to me. The first thing was that um, it was originally Dorothy's journey to go uh, and find the Wiz. Um, but when she picked up the Scarecrow, um, she surrounded, you know, in in her giving, she reciprocated. She uh, it ended up reciprocating back to her what she needed, uh, uh, trying to find that yellow brick road. So the bits and pieces, like she mentioned, um, that was a big part for me. That's what stood out for me the most is that when he came out, like she said, when he came off that cross and he fell, he um, he needed her encouragement. And and once he got down there and he he once he got fed that and he got around the right person. He didn't no longer was saying I needed to walk. You know, that's what his, his original goal was to get up and walk. It's like, that's all he wanted. But when she put something else on his mind about being able to get a brain, because he didn't even, that never even crossed his mind was getting a brain. His whole thing was, let me get off of, if I can just get off of here, you know, I'll be happy. But she gave him a bigger vision. And so sometimes, you, you know, God give you just bits and glimpses and pieces of your vision, and that's where faith steps in. You know, um, he crawled, like she said, to the yellow brick road. Dorothy was the one originally looking for it, but he was the one that found it, and he found it by any means necessary. And that's, um, like I said, I'm a Bible girl. I'm, me and Jesus got the same. <laughs> but um, if you go down to, um, if there's a, my fa- one of my favorite, favorite scriptures is Habakkuk 2 and 2, where it says, write the vision, make it plain, so that, th- you, you know, write it on the tablet so those may uh, run and tarry with it. And um, and so to that effect, he, don't quote me. But um, for me, Dorothy gave him the vision. She wrote it on the tablet of his heart for him that he could have a brain. And so once he he had the vision, he t- he went along and he he carried it out for them. So that was for me is Yellow Brick Road just kind of symbolized that. Um, well, it's it's kind of for the podcast for me. Um, and now this is just a transparency moment. Um, when she brought it to me, like my sister, is, even though I'm the older one, I'm the more reserved. I'm the more like I'm conservative. If you see color in my hair, you know, <laughs> so you know, she must have did it, you know. So um, when she brought it to me, it was it was scary. Like like Miss Rose talked about coming out of your comfort zone and doing something that you never did. And so I always try to um, my plot in life is, has always been trying to figure out where I belong. Um, I've never been the one to have a thousand friends, and this child over here got about five thousand um, followers on Facebook, and I, I I do happy with my three. And so, um, when she told me the vision of medication and meditation, um, I'm just like, okay, I got it because whatever vision, like, she's such a powerful person that, uh, and sometimes she don't even realize how powerful she is. We get another, but she still ain't got it all. Um, but um, when she gave me that vision. Um, I, I, I told her, I was like, you know, I'm in a servant heart right now. And she was like, no, you're not my servant. I was like, girl, you're taking this all the wrong way. <laughs> um, I said, but it's for me. I said, I understand my space because I've had it easy to where um, jobs that I've gone to, I've always been able to be exposed to, um, to like the CEOs and work next to them with, you know, no, no skills and nothing. I just had the good smile and a good conversation. <laughs> And, um, and I was able to be exposed to different things. And so the morning that we were talking about um, the Yellow Brick Road, I told her that, you know, the medication meditation is, is her vision. 
Um, and I'm just here to serve. And so and she was like, no, you're a co-founder, you this. And I was like, no, I understand. You know, sometimes to get to your vision, you have uh, to get to your purpose in life. You, you can never be great without serving. And like I said, um, even Jesus served. He washed his he washed feet. And so even though I've been in high places and I've had, you know, just been able to do great things, you know, travel, do mission trips over the world, I understood that now is my time to serve because I really hadn't put in that servant to like I should have. And so, like I said, all that with the yellow big road is just understanding that the scarecrow was there to serve a person. He was, he was in his servitude in that moment. And him finding the pieces was um, those little brick pieces that finally led up to the full yellow brick road. And him being just a servant, they were able to, um, to find a road to go to where they need to go. Okay, I like that. Okay, so I want to piggyback off of Miss Rose and Yellow Brick Road, right? So I'm going to make it clear that they were actually watching The Wiz, not The Wizard of Oz. Hello, so I'm going to paint the okay. picture, okay? <laughs> so we think, and they finally make it to the city of Oz, right? And they get there, they find out that The Wizard is a fake. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, they're like, the, you know, you can get home, Dorothy, as long as you believe, as long as you believe. So she believes, she wakes up, right? And at this point, her mind is exposed. Y'all been talking about exposed mind, right? But as soon as she went back to her comfort zone, her family told her, you crazy, you were just dreaming. Or you're doing this, or wait, what, what? Girl, wait, you crazy. So I often notice that like when we expose our mind, everybody is not going to see it. Your friends, your family, everything. So my question to you both is how do you or how have you both been able to continue to navigate through your exposed mind when the people closest to you are doubting your vision and your purpose? For me, um, the first thing I had to do, um, like she said, I, I just recently moved. And um, I lived in an area where I was comfortable. I knew everybody. It was so easy for me to make it. I had I, family galore. Um, and But I would have people, and I've got people that you know I love dearly, and when I would tell them things, my spirit, my, I just didn't, I just, it just didn't sit right. Like if, and what I learned was, if I'm telling you something and you can't see how big it is, or you, your doubt is bigger than, you know, what my vision is, then I shut you off. I don't, it's not that I don't deal with you. I'm going to love you. But now I know how to deal with you. I can't talk to you about my vision because you don't believe in it. And I won't let you plant those seeds in it so you can just watch me work. And so um, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> um, I don't allow, like, you have to cut those things off at the head. And then you have to, again, surround yourself around good people like I was telling Brianna um, I was talking to her and I, uh, she made a post one day and I saw Miss Rose post on it and I told her I was like baby you got a good circle around you she had you know she did the same thing when she came to Austin this wasn't where she thought she wanted to be but it was an opportunity to be here so she's like I'm gonna take it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna make the most of it but she has blossomed here and she's wanted to run home a lot of times and I've wanted to run away a lot of times but what we had to do was both get out of our comfort zones get away from people and have to be strong enough and surround ourselves with people that we know like she she got like a, she got a bad team y'all from Keisha, Miss Keisha to Miss Rose she got a bad team but you have to surround yourself and then one thing that we also do 
is a first thing in the morning that you when you wake up you got to start training your mind to how you're going to start your day and be about your day so when we wake up the first thing we do is it's either some worship music some praise or we got that you know if you don't even know where to start you know in the bible like i said i'm me and jesus um <laughs> you know we got a little app that pops up a scripture and we call each other we have we don't realize that you've got all these technical terms like devotion that's all you know you can call it fancy or whatever but we call it we dialogue and we just surround that that's the most important thing is when people don't see the vision, don't tell them the vision. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you love them less. It just means that you're not meant to carry this vision out for me or with me. So I'ma just go on to the next person that can help me do that. So don't tell them the vision. Don't tell them the vision. Okay, that's the quote of the right, like, okay. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna bring it back to Bible for you real quick and I'm gonna shut up. But um or be quiet, excuse me. Um but there was a king in the Bible, um I think his name was Hezekiah. And God told him, um, I'm going to give it like, um, I'm going to show you all these riches. He collected all these like riches from defeating all these territories. And so what happened was God told him, he said, don't you show nobody. And he didn't understand why. But he went ahead and he, he went and got some, I think it was like the king of Assyria. And he was like, yo, look what I got. You know, I got all this. And then turn around, that same person that was sitting right there beside him came and snatched all that stuff right up from him. So that's why you got to be careful of who you share your vision with. You know, God drops it in you for a reason and you, you, you protect that thing like because it's something you birthed. It's your baby. So you protect that thing just like it's your real baby. So go ahead, baby. Now that killed me right then. I don't know about y'all, but um, when I first started this journey, I had people who were connected to me who didn't see who I was past that moment. And it hurt because one of the concepts of the podcast is the hard pill to swallow. Because in our podcast, we wanted to be different. We wanted us to have accountability, right? Because we can't grow without accountability. And I realized, when I realized that I was surrounded by people who did not see who I was and my purpose, I first had to acknowledge those emotions. Because what happens is we have our mindset on the people that we feel like should come on this journey with us. And we want them to walk with us because we love them in a way. And we want them to, to support us in that way because they've been with it with us through the struggle, right? They've seen us through the in the trenches. And we feel like that because of that, they should understand and they should be able to follow that and see who I am. And then the hardest pill to swallow for me was that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's not. The people who we may have felt were supposed to walk on that journey with us are most likely the first ones to leave. Yeah. And the harsh reality is that you have to deal with the, of those emotions. Um, I remember I was having a conversation with my sister and because I was upset because I was, you know, I was finally starting to figure it out. You know, I didn't have it all together, but I finally had glimpses and bits and pieces. And I remember I was telling people who I felt like, who I I felt like should have exemplified the same excitement that I had 
about my vision. And I noticed their reactions. You gotta pay attention to people when you tell them positive things and how they react to you. Because that'll let you know exactly who you're dealing with. It doesn't mean that they're bad, right? It just means you gotta know how to move when you're in the presence of those people. And so the hardest thing about that was because I had people telling me, um, well, Brianna, you know, you've never done that before. Well, I mean, I know that you're called to talk. I know that you know how to speak, but I mean, can you really do that? Is that something that's really attainable for you? I mean, have you looked, have you considered what life has brought you? Have you considered how you grew up? I mean, nobody in your hood was able to do something like that. And I began to realize that that is what fed me. That was why I did not move. It wasn't because I didn't believe. It was because I allowed the opinions of people around me to persuade how I moved and, and what I was called to do. And so when I got to the place of where I, of where I said, you know what, maybe you're not meant for this journey. Maybe you're not meant to ride this way in with me, and that's okay. You don't gotta be mad at everybody you separate yourself with. It doesn't have to be turmoil with everybody that you remove yourself from. You just realize that you may not, you are not the best thing and what I need in this season. So I'm gonna keep you over here. And I'm gonna immerse myself in the people over here who are now feeding into me, who are now pouring back into the vision in which I see and who are now pushing me to become the best versions of myself. And so once I got to the place where I was able to say, you know what, I'm gonna release you because it, it's what I need to be better for myself. Once I'm able to let go of what you told me I was and who you said that I was and who my experiences said I was, then I was able to operate and blossom into the flower that you see today. This did not happen by accident. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of heartbreak. There was a lot of heartbreak. Because see, we talk about, we think about heartbreak, we think about relational heartbreaks, right? But it's, it's a difference when it's your friends. Friends can break your heart too, okay? Friends can disappoint you too, especially when it's something that you feel like they should be with you. And so I realized that I had to let go of people and things and experiences and habits that did feed my purpose. And I had to become comfortable in the releasing. I had to be okay with the letting go. Because I knew that there was something greater than that moment. And so whoever it is, you have to look at your own life and say, okay, as we're operating and I'm pushing, what is it that I need to do to expose my mind so that what I see and what I feel on the inside, I can now know that this is attainable. I can now look within myself and say, okay, if I want to have this business by, you know, September of 2020, or if I want to lose this amount of weight, or if I want to save this amount of money by this day, what is it that I need to let go of so that I can be there and that I can do that? And sometimes it really is letting go of 
the barrier that your mind has put in front of you. Being surrounded by people who have walked the journey that you're trying to go, that now provides for you a comfort and a safe space to know that it was people who look just like me, who was in this exact same spot, and who have now birthed and walked into their purpose for 10, 20 years because they were able to see something different. You have to see it before you can see it or you'll never see it. You get it? You gotta see it here so that you can visual, so you can see it in the physical realm so that you can able to see that. And so I had to learn that, to separate myself from those things that no longer fed me and no longer fed the person that I was trying to grow into. And I had to be okay in the separation. Okay, can we give these ladies both a round of applause for this amazing conversation that you have given us? Um, this is what y'all have looked for in the podcast. Um, as I said before, I want to thank Brianna for being my assignment. Um, as I close, because the crazy thing about it was they said that Brianna tried to run home so much. And I remember when she was supposed to move in my house and I felt like God kept telling me, don't let her leave. I didn't know why and I didn't know what it's for, but she became my assignment. And like I told you, from the time when you moved in to now, I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you. Because what we've been trying to push out of you is here. And that's why Faith said that this is you. She's your, she just said, we're here to serve you. This is what we've been trying to get you to, Brianna, for, the, for me for the past year. So we're proud of you. It's here. Y'all can look forward to their podcast. Ladies, do y'all have any final remarks? I just want to say thank you all for coming. I appreciate you all. Um, you didn't have to come, but you did. And um, it is greatly appreciated. Um, I hope, I will have some information on later, but I hope that in all of this tonight, that you take away something that will inspire you, that will, that will move you to, to be whoever, whatever that little dream you had when you were three or four or five or six that you don't, you know, you kind of push to the side or whatever thoughts you have that you're kind of battling with. I hope that tonight you found something or we said something that was able to rebirth or re-spark that fire in you to be able to say, I got this, you know. And Vogue had a song that said, free your mind and the rest will follow. And then that's what we hope to do is to help you free your mind so that you can follow in line with the things that you have purposed in life to do. I want to say um, thank you.
that you are able to find something, even if it's a glimpse, that will help you push past your experiences. Life has a way of making us feel like we can. And I'm here, we are here, to just simply remind you that you can. Even in the weakest moments, in those moments where you don't even know that you may need something. I hope that this time that you came tonight, that there was something, some small seed that you can take with you. It's not too late. I know that I'm 26. I've experienced a lot. <laughs> in 26 years and I want you all to know that this was what I thought you all are who I saw I don't know where this, where this is going to go I just know it was dropping me and the podcast has to come because it was set because I needed to remember the power in my voice. I had to remember the purpose in my voice and that my voice can move a room and that my purpose can shift an atmosphere. And in the words of my coach, we can change the game. We gotta change the game. And so I hope, and it is my prayer, that you will leave tonight with something that you can take with you to just hold on a little bit longer. To fight just that much harder. To push, even when you feel like there's nothing left. Keep going. Surround yourself with those people who have the vision that you see. Push. I need you to push. I need you to push. Because as you're pushing, you're pushing me. And I need y'all. We gotta walk this thing together. And so with medication and meditation, you'll see me in a realm that I'm not necessarily comfortable with, but I know that I'm called to do. And so in that, the comfort will come. And so um, I know that you all saw um, the post in regards to the Read Justice Initiative. For those of you who may not know, uh, Ryan Reed is an individual who has been on death row since the 90s for a rape and a murder that all forensic evidence has proven that he could not commit. 